Hey, did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier located in Mondovi? Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. From cows to horses to pigs and even chickens. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed, your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country Feed and Seed, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. That's bluffcountryfs.com. On a Wednesday morning. Hey, it's unbelievable. He's back. And we are back. Yes, we are back for the chores. January was an awful quick month, I'll tell you that. And it wasn't near as cold where I was as it was here. But we are back. Bob and Jill here on the Farm Show, getting the gang together again. Did you miss me? Of course I missed you, Bob. (laughs) But we had a good time. The temperatures were a whole lot warmer in Hawaii than they were here, I'll tell you that. But it was uh, always fun to go over there. And those people have no idea what cold. I mean, they don't know what 50 degrees is. Well, I saw someplace that Florida got down to 50, and they were telling people to layer up because it was 50 degrees. Crimeys in Wisconsin, 50 degrees. We're short-sleeving it, aren't we? That's why I don't go to Florida. I went to Hawaii because that never happens in Hawaii. (laughs) The the coldest temperature that I encountered in Hawaii, on Maui, was 68 degrees. And it was always between, you know, low 70s and about 85, 86. And it's just... You know, they're so close to the equator, it just doesn't happen. And that's why you go to Florida and you go go to Disney World with stocking caps and winter coats on. It's just not fun. But uh, we had a lot of fun. i got to tell you, <laughs> I saw more tattoos in Hawaii than I've ever seen in my life. And not, you know, the natives will wear the, uh, you know, some of the native customs tattoos, and which is fine and good. But there are... So many other people that are just all tatted up. It's unbelievable. And man, oh man. And also I saw <laughs> I saw more skin than I ever thought I'd see in my life over there. I'm telling you, some of the swimming suits, bathing suits that uh, ladies wore, it was like going to a plumber's convention, seeing rear ends. It was just unbelievable. I mean, uh, one string of baler twine would make <laughs> it would be a bathing suit over there. It's just unbelievable. But it was, it was, and I laughed all the time. I thought, oh, my goodness, I've never seen anything like that. I, boy, oh, boy. But it was fun and uh, saw a lot of interesting things. And uh, But we're back, and now we're, we're back to reality, and we'll uh, do a few more things before we leave in a couple of weeks, take our farm tour to Hawaii and enjoy that as well. So I told him, I said, uh, you know, Keep the beer cold. I'll be back. So we'll uh, we'll get back over to Hawaii here in a couple of months. But in the meantime, we got a lot of chores to do this morning. It's Groundhog Day, of course. And, uh, you know, I don't know what, you know, like I said, in Hawaii, that doesn't make news because it never gets below about 60 degrees unless you go up on the craters of the volcanoes. But otherwise, uh, no Groundhog Day over there. But we've got it today. What's the, what's the estimate? Are they going to see partly cloudy, partly sunny today? I would assume... They'll see the shadow, and that'll mean a little more winter. Well, it's either six a month and a half or six weeks. Yeah, so we'll see what that, the official forecast will be out on that from Sun Prairie Jimmy after uh, the sun comes up this morning. But also, uh, we're going to hear you talk to a young lady that, uh, well, dear friend that we've known for so many, many years over there at Granton, uh, Cheryl Steinbach. What are you talking to her about? 
They have the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention is this weekend. It starts on Friday and it goes through Saturday. They have uh, just a boatload of events going on. They have auctions. They have a dance. And the dance is open to the public. So if you didn't register, you're welcome to head on over there. Where's where it going to be? Rothschild, Wisconsin. All right, over in central Wisconsin. So we'll hear more from uh, Cheryl and Jill's conversation a little bit later on this morning. And uh, right now, we want to tell you about our weather forecast. Will Sun Prairie Jimmy see his shadow, or will he not? Our Skywarn weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Marquardt Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out on the lot or at marquardtmotors.com. And we will have a high today about 10 under partly sunny skies. Tomorrow, high about 7 as we're looking for... uh, Pretty much a full day of sunshine. Then Friday, about 12 and partly cloudy over the weekend, back into the 20s and cloudy to partly cloudy skies, 25 on Saturday, 20 on Sunday. One of the cold spots right now, Baldwin. Baldwin's at zero this morning. It's three here in Eau Claire. Also, Medford checking in at three above, four above in Rice Lake and Marshfield. Wausau, seven. Green Bay is 14. Madison, 14. Milwaukee at 23 this morning, and again, looking for uh, 3 right now, going up to about 10 in Eau Claire today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here on a Wednesday morning at Wax. Again, we've got about 3 degrees, looking for 10 today, and Will Jimmy down in Sun Prairie or Phil out in Pennsylvania, the groundhog, see their shadows? We'll find out when the sun comes up. It's 5 o'clock, a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what's going on. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. A warning for anyone hoping to get on a plane today. More flights are being canceled as a winter storm begins to stretch 2,000 miles across the nation. The storm has already hit Colorado and New Mexico and is expected to grow stronger overnight. Texas is bracing for severe weather tomorrow, forcing Southwest and American Airlines to cancel flights out of Dallas. Missouri, Illinois, and Oklahoma have also declared emergencies. Two officers at a college in Virginia are dead after a campus shooting. Brian Shook reports. Bridgewater College President David Bushman sent out an email to staff and students announcing their deaths on Tuesday afternoon. He identified the late officers as campus police officer John Painter and campus safety officer J.J. Jefferson. Bushman added the two were close friends and Painter was Jefferson's best man in his wedding earlier this year. A suspect has been arrested and an investigation is ongoing. I'm Brian Shook. The White House is slapping down criticism of President Biden's pledge to nominate the first black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz said the search should be wider, and he called Biden's pledge offensive and insulting. The fact that not a single black woman has served on the Supreme Court is a failure in the process, not a failure or a lack of qualified uh, black women to serve as Supreme Court justices. Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Cruz had no objection when now former President Trump promised to name a woman to the high court in 2020. That turned out to be Justice Amy Coney Barrett. Liberal Justice Stephen Breyer plans to retire at the end of the Supreme Court's current term this summer. Biden has vowed to name a successor by month's end. And there's a chance President Biden's first State of the Union address won't have a big audience. It's being reported only 50 House members may be allowed to attend on March the 1st over fears of spreading the coronavirus. The Omicron surge already led to 24 lawmakers getting sick in one month. No word on when a decision will be made. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. For those who work in acres... 
not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it looks like there's a good chance that Jimmy and Sun Prairie, and I don't know about Phil out in Pennsylvania, will see the shadow today, meaning six more weeks of winter. We'll wait. But today's high is 10 with partly sunny skies. Tomorrow looks like full sun, but a high of only 7. They're warming up about 12 on Friday. Over the weekend, we're looking at 25 on Saturday, 20 on Sunday, and uh, no snow or precipitation in the forecast. So if you're heading down tomorrow and Friday for the uh, corn soy conference at the Dells, should not be a problem. Right now, it's 3 above in Eau Claire. And again, looking for a high today. About 10 above. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Your own mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our early morning look at the markets here on Wax. And uh, Jill, the cash livestock numbers. Joyce fed beef steers are 131 to 143 with mixed at 113 to 130. Choice fed beef heifers are 129 to 143 with mix at 79 to 128. Choice fed Holsteins are 110 to 127 with selects coming in at 80 to 109. Cows are 44 to 64 with a top of 78 and a half. Bulls are 70 to 103. Butcher hogs are 44 to 59. Sows are coming in at 45 to 51 with boars at 15 to 20. New crop market lambs are 245 and down and feeder lambs are 250 to four dollars and as far as livestock futures are concerned at the mercantile exchange mostly higher yesterday february live cattle 14030 at the close that was up 72 april 14537 up 85 june up 90 at 13997 august 13875 up 75 feeder cattle for march at 16370 that was 67 cents higher april closed at 16915 up 70 may at 17352 that was up 62 august at 18362 up 92 and September up 62 at 185.30. Hogs were mostly higher, but February was lower, 88.15 at the close on lean hog carcass contracts. That was down 32. But April was up $1.97 at 97.67. May at 101.92 up 225. And June up $1.90 at 107.42. And on the Board of Trade, kind of dry in South America, and uh, trade was higher yesterday. It backed off a little bit overnight, but uh, still not bad. March corn down four cents this morning at 634. The oats up four at 719. March wheat down four at 781. March soybeans up five at 1534. Soybean meal down a dollar at $434. Even barrel cheese a cent and a half higher, 179 and a half. Blocks up two and three quarters, 185 and three quarters. Butter down five and three quarters, 248 and a quarter. Class three prices backed off yesterday. February down 22 at 2013. March down 46 at 2135. April down 36, 2149. May down 21 at 2140. July 
excuse me, June rather, down a dime at twenty one twenty nine, and later today they should be releasing the uh, official January Class Three price. We'll check on that and see where that goes. Almost ten minutes after five o'clock, we're going to find out what's going on with Provision Partners Cooperative. Jill talked to Brad. We'll find out what that's all about. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time for the ProVision Partners Minute. Today I have Brad Matson, the lead agronomist at ProVision Partners. We're going to talk a little bit about data. Data collected where? Well, Joe, all over the farm. Um, you know, there's places that we can collect from. You know, we typically just think about yield monitors and those types of stuff and, and looking at yield maps. and They make pretty pictures, but, you know, what are the numbers behind that? And then how can you use that to b- drive better decisions and stuff in your farming operation? You know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, with this year, with the prices of the inputs the way they are, making better decisions, making smarter investments in your agronomic dollars is really, really important. And the question always is, is what do I spend money on? Do I just buy more potash? Do I buy more phosphates? Do I put less on? Should I be looking at micronutrients? Should I be looking at different forms of tillage? Do I have compaction? There's a trevor trove of questions out there most producers we work with always have. And the question is, well... I think, and and I think is a dangerous term because that's really like going to the doctor and they telling you have a virus. It means, yeah, you don't feel good, but they really don't know what's going on. And using this data, taking that yield information and asking the questions why this part of the field is not doing as good or why this part, and then using the tools out there to nail down and really find out why those yield spots are high, why those yield spots are low, and making better informed decisions on how to invest your agronomic dollars in, in going in forward in crop production. Collecting that data is important, but being able to use that data to help us make future plans is really what the data is all about. Oh, absolutely, and, and unfortunately we have all this stuff. A lot of the information never comes off the monitors. People look at it while they're harvesting. They get some information there, but is it really the total picture? We have a corn-soy conference going on this week down in Wisconsin Dells, and you know Sean Connolly is going to be talking about using site-specific is a great year to use those types of tools as long as you know what you're changing you're changing for the right reason. I've had conversations where we need to reduce fertilizer on some fields and increase it on the others. Not really spending any more but placing those investments in a lot more advantageous role that we're going to see a good rate of return for that producer and those types of things. Looking at micronutrients where some we're putting it on and really not seeing a response to it but other nutrients we're seeing tremendous response for some farmers and stuff. It's really important in this environment, as in any environment, to understand this data, use the tools that we have out there to get the reason to know why and have a good estimation of that the why is the right answer. And those that's when you'll really start to see the return on your fertilizer dollar, your input dollar, really start getting you decent return on investments. Collecting that data, using that data, really helps us pinpoint where we need to put that fertilizer for the optimum value. Absolutely, and we have the tools at ProVision to dissect that data, have the tools to go out and do some testing, whether it be soil testing, tissue testing, site-specific, compaction testing, all these types of tools to ascertain why and give the producer the correct reason why this is happening in my fields. When it's cold outside, it is time to get that planning started and really kind of analyze the data and have ProVision partners take care of you. So that's our ProVision Minute. 
for today, and I'm Jill Welke. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Brad. And Brad with us every Wednesday morning. Lots of good information always on our Provision Partners Cooperative Program with Brad Matson and some of the other uh, good folks that uh, work with Provision Partners Cooperative in Central and Western Wisconsin. Almost a quarter after five here at Wax. We've got uh, about three degrees right now and looking for a high of about ten we also got some farm news to look at. we got some numbers to pass along to you. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Want a little drill with a big field performance? Chili Implement has Great Plains compact drills like the 606, 1006, and the 1206 NT in stock to help you with food plots, pasture renovations, food production, and more. Available in 6, 10, and 12-foot sizes, these durable drills are ready to tackle the toughest no-till conditions with accurate seeding. If you're looking for small drill versatility and the productivity of a larger drill, visit Chili Implement today and ask about the Great Plains line of compact drills. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And once again, Brad and the gang over there at Chili Implement in Chile bringing us a look at the farm news this morning. And Jill, some numbers to pass along. Wisconsin dairy farmers saw a jump in their all-milk price in December. That price was $21.60, up $1.30 from November and $3.50 more than last December. But our price was 20 cents under the December U.S. all milk price of $21.80, as all of the top 24 milk producing states had a higher December all milk price, with Indiana having the biggest increase at $1.60 a hundred. The highest price in December was in California at $22.20, while New Mexico had the lowest price of $19.90. The Class 3 milk price ended 2020 averaging just $17.08, a hundred down $1.06 from the 2020 average of $18.16. The December price was $18.36, making the yearly Class 3 price the third best since the record-setting year of 2014 when the Class 3 averaged $22.34. The Class 3 price for this January will come out later today. Prices for most other commodities produced across the state were a little higher in December. Corn averaged $5.33 a bushel, up 27 cents from November, and $1.53 more than last December. Soybean prices were up 30 cents from November and $1.30 a bushel more than last December as they averaged $12.40 a bushel. Oat prices were also up, averaging $5.15 a bushel in December, $0.90 cents more than November, and $2.37 more, $2.37 more than a year ago. But hay prices were a little lower in December, averaging $164 a ton. Alfalfa hay brought $171, $171 a ton, down a dime from November, and $0.04 cents less than last December. All other hay average $136 a ton. Yes, and uh, later today, as we said earlier, and Jill just said, the uh, January Class 3 price will come out, scheduled to come out later today. We'll follow that and uh, pass that along to you when when it does come out. But again, uh, some numbers of uh, where we're at as far as the commodities are concerned. Well, again, uh, today is Groundhog Day. What's going to happen? We'll check in with Mike Dandria 
over at uh, Skywarn 13 a little bit later on this morning. Got to ask him a question about uh, that Dandrian name. Brings back uh, some fond memories of uh, some meteorologists that used to be around here. If you're one of the, the old-timers like me and you can remember back that far, we'll uh, talk about that, too, as we uh, go along this morning. And we'll get the full weather forecast. We'll get more of a market update. We'll get uh, all kinds of things going on. Rocky will join us as well. And hopefully we'll pass along some uh, results from FFA speaking contest. We've got the, the results from Section 1. Katie Zimmer from up at the Flambeau High School. Uh, she's a graduate of Flambeau. She's now a state officer. She passed that along for all her District 1, 2, and 3 in Section 1. Hopefully we'll get that done as well. All coming up, including next, Jill's conversation with Cheryl Steinbach in that upcoming FFA alumni convention. That'll happen on WAX. Keeping it rural. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's that time of year where we're seeing lots of meetings and conventions here in the winter. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And one of those that's coming up actually this weekend is the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention. And Jill, you had the chance to talk with Cheryl Steinbach, who's in charge of running the whole thing. I most certainly did, Aaron. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. And I had the luxury of talking to Cheryl Steinbach about the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention. They are celebrating their 50th anniversary with a convention and business meeting up in Rothschild on Friday and Saturday, February 4th and 5th this week. They have a lot of things going on, and it's a great rundown. And Cheryl is so excited about inviting and doing the in-person convention again this year. Today, I had the opportunity to sit down with Cheryl Steinbach. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin FFA alumni and supporters. You have a convention right around the corner. Let me know a little bit about what's going on there. Well, we're really excited. It's actually the 42nd convention, but it is celebrating the 50th anniversary of Wisconsin FFA Alumni Association. We chartered back in 1972, so we are making a big celebration. It's going to be held February 4th and 5th at Rothschild at the Central Wisconsin Expo Center there. We've got a great lineup of events planned for the weekend, and it's just going to be a really a fun time. We're, we're really focusing on a celebration. Last year, we did hold our annual meeting convention, but it was just a one-day hybrid event. So we're really excited to be bringing the people back together because a big part of convention for us is getting that opportunity for them to network and gather resources. Just like I said, we share things. You can go to convention, you can find out what the next chapter next door is doing. And and we've had chapters that have collaborated in activities together when they got back home as a result of brainstorming at our convention. So we're kicking it off Friday morning, February 4th, with the state council getting together and meeting in the morning at the conference. And then we're opening up registration at noon. Registration officially has closed online, but due to the fact that we had to close out our numbers for meals, you know, supply chain things, the caterer needs to know. But if somebody still wants to go, there's an opportunity to attend. We encourage you to please reach out to me because there's a lot of things that we can do. There's You can still attend all of the meetings and the workshops and things like that. We just can't guarantee food. But, you know, life happens. Somebody maybe has a ticket and won't be able to come, so we'll certainly do our best to accommodate people. So if somebody is interested and wants to come see what it's all about, please let me know. Friday night, we're really excited. 
invited because it's open to the public. You don't need to have pre-registration. You just show up Friday night. We're having the high mileage band out of the Viroqua area and we're really excited. It's a variety band and they've got a lot of energy. They come highly recommended for us. And so we're going to make this a celebration. And so people can just come for the evening. It's $15 a piece or $25 a couple to come in and dance and have a good time and check it all out. You can see the historical display that we're going to have up. We've got some silent auction and raffle baskets of special products from Wisconsin. Rumor has it we even got a Packers football and some brewer tickets and all kinds of cool things that you can try to win as well. But it'd be a great chance to come and see what it's about. We have a nice evening planned Friday night with a meal for those that are in the all-inclusive package. And there's an opportunity also for the state past presidents to get together and just kind of have like a little reunion and, and meet and discuss what's happening. Saturday morning is a busy day. We start out in the morning with a huge breakfast buffet and then we start out with our opening session where the state FFA officer teams participate and they help they introduce their team and, and we really just kind of get things off to a good start and then we break out into section meetings. Just like FFA is broken into 10 sections, the alumni has the same 10 sections. So we get together and we have some sections that are going to be looking at elections of their new section reps because each section rep is allowed to serve two, three-year terms. We have a few sections that have some openings, so those elections will be happening in the small groups. And then we bring the small small sections together into a big group. This year's convention is being hosted by sections one, two, three, and seven. We put everybody in a room so that they can, believe it or not, this group will start planning the convention for three years from now. We're on a three-year cycle. We travel around the state of Wisconsin. We aren't like FFA um, at this point where we have the convention at the same spot every year. Alumni people have voted in the past. We've had discussions. They kind of like to move around. So depending on what sections are hosting it, it gives them a chance for a tour, different tour options and things like that. So we bring them all together and they can go ahead and make plans to plan each of the conventions up and coming. And then we're going to go ahead and have our luncheon. We're really excited that National FFA Vice President from Central Region, Courtney Zimmerman, is going to be there to share her information about the National FFA Officer Experience. So that'll be kind of fun. We have some business that has to be conducted then following that with our business meeting. We elect a vice president. Each year we have executive council. Our council consists of president, vice president, president-elect, and then a past president. So each year at convention, the group gets to pick who they want for the vice president. Section reps are picked by the local section, but the executive is picked by the entire group. So a vice president election has to happen at our business meeting. We have a couple bylaws and resolutions that we need to make some changes to and update. So typical business meeting kinds of things. When we get finished with that, we'll be breaking off. We're offering a bunch of workshops for people. We're really excited that the state officers are offering two different workshops twice so people can have a chance. They're going to talk about some ways to grow your program utilizing social media so alumni people can get some resources that way. And then also also talking about how you can use alumni to develop people just like FFA develops leaders. Alumni can develop leaders in your community. So those are the two that the state officers are putting on. We're also providing opportunities for the presidents and vice presidents to get some training on what their role at the local level is, as well as the secretaries and treasurers. What does that all entail? So for example, like the treasurer needs to do a roster and take care of those annual fees. And so we kind of give them tips on how that all happens. We're going to have a workshop on conflict resolution. We're going to look at some of the current ag programs that are 
um, happening. We're going to have an opportunity. They can talk about the estate process, you know, transferring the farm and the family. Um, the area technical colleges are going to have representatives there to show or share with the people the programs that they offer. If there's parents of students that are part of the alumni and they want to maybe see what opportunities are out there for their children, they can do that. And then we also are going to have one that state CDE coordinator, Walter Taylor out of O'Connell Falls. He does a great job. He's kind of the chairperson, I guess, of the committee would be the best term for him. He's going to put on one that shows alumni members how they can help. When I talked earlier about coaching their teams and he's going to give them some tips of things that they can do to be resources. So a lot of opportunities. You, there's two work, two different workshop times, so two and three. So everybody can attend two different workshops. And we see a lot of them if they travel together from a chapter, it's, they'll make sure they try to cover them all and they can go back home and, and share their notes and things. And again, that's Cheryl Steinbach with the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Association. Cheryl, of course, the longtime ag instructor and FFA advisor at Granton High School did such a great job over there. And now you can hear the enthusiasm she has for the alumni as well. So that's coming up this weekend in Rothschild. Lots going on. Hey, it's 529. We've got Rocky going to join us from over at Premier Livestock. We'll get caught up with him next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's check some markets. 5.30 in the morning. Let's get over to Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And Rocky Olson is with us. Aloha, Rocky. Hey, hey, we're glad to have you back in the frozen tundra. <laughs> yeah, we're we're back, that's for sure. And uh, had a good time over there. Saw a few cattle up on the uh, the slopes of Haleakala, the crater. But uh, not a lot of cattle in Maui, but uh, but there is some. So uh, they have kind of a market. But uh, they produce a lot of a lot of good beef in some of the islands over there. Okay, but, right. I don't, but I don't know what they have for a market, how they market them. I think it's all direct to the the butchers and the restaurants and the processors. But uh, it doesn't get out of the islands, but it uh, it's good. Well, well, we're back here to reality. What's been going on at the sale barn here, buddy? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how uh, yesterday's uh, special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We still read at 500 head of feeder cattle, a very strong, aggressive market once again. Uh, most of the new crop beef calves were at 130 to 185. Yearlings mostly 125 to 160. Your Holstein steers, most weights, most classes from 90 to a dollar 20. Uh, we had a lighter run of bred beef cows, but they sold mostly from 950 to 1350. Uh, uh, next special feeder cattle auction, bread stock cow auction, will be coming up on February 15th. Uh, we do have two complete beef herd dispersals for that February 15th auction. Uh, today, Wednesday, we've got a large hay auction at 9.30, 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. If you guys are looking for dairy cattle, uh, we really got some excellent cattle today. we got uh, many reputation uh, consignments of top fresh cows. A majority of everything there is going to be two- and three-year-old parlor freestall cows. we got many two-year-olds milk in that 90 to 100 pounds. Uh, one consignment also includes two fancy Swiss. We have one heifer, just fresh Swiss heifer. Uh, another Swiss is going to be a registered springing heifer. Uh, we also have a small herd of Ayrshires. Um, there is going to be a few jerseys in that deal. Several of them will be registered. We have over 125 top fancy Holstein springing heifers. Bulk of these uh, are going to be AI bred, AI sired. 
Um, some of these will be from the best uh, sellers that we sell for and the top quality kind. Uh, then don't forget, we got another dairy cattle auction tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, we're going to have 300 Holstein Parlor freestall cows, complete dispersal. They're averaging 75 pounds on 2X milking. Uh, they're on full test uh, with AI sire information and AI bread. Uh, going to be about 92-year-olds in that dispersal. Uh, like I said, both these dairy cattle auctions this week broadcast live online for online bidding. Uh, if you can't make the sale, make sure you do pre-register, but that'll be on CattleUSA.com. Uh, full details on these uh, two dairy cattle auctions this week, today and tomorrow, on uh, PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Uh, questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, coming up here, Spring Machinery Auction. That's going to be on March 25th. we got a nice start for that sale. I think we are up to about uh, 25 tractors now. Um, but uh, like I said, give us a call. Uh, get your items consigned and uh, large machinery items. You can start bringing them at any time. So that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. All right. Well, we uh, paid, I'm trying to remember, I think we paid about $7 a pound for hamburger and uh, bought a couple of steaks one night. Two, uh, two steaks cost me about uh, $40. So uh, they pay. They pay for their beef over there. That's right. right. Probably a little cheaper on the seafood. Yeah, well, the seafood's cheaper, that's for sure. Good stuff, and it's a lot fresher than we get around here, too, that's for sure. You bet. Wow. So you got going to have the lot full again this spring for that sale? Yeah. No, we got a really, really nice start for that sale. Yeah, we're pretty excited Sounds about like it. it. So. Sounds yep. like it. You're not going to have to expand the lot again, are you? Well, that's it. That's in limbo. <laughs> All right. To be so, determined, huh? You betcha. So right. Hopefully we can just keep growing. So. I would think so. We'll talk to you in the morning. Yep, glad to have you back. Thanks. There you go. Thanks, Rocky. Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock and Withy. And we're going to check our weather. Mike Dandry is going to join us next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 25 minutes before 6 o'clock here at Wax. Let's get our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Mike Dandry is over in the weather room at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I was, you know, you ought to get a job in Hawaii doing the weather because there's not much to talk about. All they do is say, well, it's going to be warm tomorrow, maybe a few clouds passing, Mauka showers, and then it'll be warm the day after that, and then it'll be warm the day after that. That's oh, not bad. Just a rinse and repeat forecast, kind of. Pretty much. Hey, I got to ask you, years ago now, our old-timers that have been around for a while will remember the name Joe Dandria. He was a meteorologist at uh, Channel 13 many, many years ago. And I think he was from out east. That's, you're out east, aren't you, from out east? I was born in Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, so I, he was from out in that area, I do believe. But uh, you have no recollection, or do you have a Joe Dandria, other meteorologist? Not that I know of. I mean, nobody in my family has said anything, but I'm okay. not ruling it out because it's not a very common name. So. No, it's not. And I saw that name. I thought, oh, I remember Joe Dandria. So uh, he was a, a good meteorologist just like you. So, Oh, Bob, you give me too much credit. Oh, uh, no. I'll tell you after the forecast how much credit I'm going to give you. What's, <laughs> what's going on? Well, I mean, welcome back from Hawaii because now reality is going to slap you in the face today, Bob. With uh, partly sunny conditions, we'll have more filtered sunshine, meaning that just a lot of high clouds. But otherwise, highs only climbing to about the upper single digits for the most part. Back below zero tonight with partly cloudy conditions right around the 5 to 10 degree below zero range. But wind chills will make it feel as low as 20 below. Tomorrow, not much relief in the wake of this cool down. Sunny, though, but highs only getting to about 5 degrees for the most part. Winds will start calming down and then really cold Thursday night. Back to around 10 degrees below zero. 
Friday, we're looking at mostly cloudy skies, highs sort of warming up, I guess you could say, into about the mid-teens. But we also have just a slight chance of a few flurries. It just looks more like a nuisance snow right now before we cool it back down below zero on Friday night, ahead of a warm-up on Saturday, back to almost 30 degrees. But right now in Eau Claire, we are sitting at a balmy three degrees above zero. I'm Sky One Thirteen meteorologist Mike Dandria. You did well, my boy. Thank you, sir. All right, talk to you in the morning. Talk to you tomorrow. There he goes, Mike Dandria over at Sky One Thirteen, and the weather on wax brought to you by. Chippewa Valley Bean. Morgan's going to have news next. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Happy New Year to you and yours from the gang at Chippewa Valley Bean. Let's make 2022 a great year with a crop of dark red kidney beans. Kidney beans, you know, are a high-value crop with a great return on investment and a great addition to any rotation. Chippewa Valley Bean would like to work with you in 2022 to bring value to your operation with a crop of dark red kidney beans. If you want to talk about what Chippewa Valley Bean can do for you, give Ben, their agronomist, a call at 7 715-556-1930 or find them on the web at cvbean.com that's cvbean.com the first voice of agriculture in wisconsin for over 35 years wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report about 22 minutes before six o'clock here at wax and as mike just told us three degrees out there we're going to get some of our uh, local news right now we go into the newsroom and our Lead Wahini in the newsroom, Morgan McCarthy, is with us. You, are you impressed that I can speak the language? Well, Bob, it was my understanding that the reason it uh, took you so long to come back was that you took your signature Bob Bolsold Baylor Twine Bikini <laughs> craft uh, project <laughs> down there, and we're trying to teach people how to make those, right? I'm telling you what. I, I mean, I've never, you know, I was afraid I was going to go blind. <laughs> I mean, there was no... I don't know, what's the proper word? No shame in, in what was hanging out. You know what? They say the scenery in Hawaii is beautiful, <laughs> and I believe you probably well, saw some of the best of it. And I saw some of the worst of it. Some of them shouldn't have been exposed, believe me. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, the men were respect. you know, nice trunks, mm-hmm. you know. And boy, I'm telling you what, it was uh, it was something to behold, that's for sure. But it was uh, it wasn't the, a, uh, lot of, a lot of skin was showing in Hawaii. Let's just put it that no way. No bibs and glashes, no. no? no. No, no barn boots, that's for sure. Uh, What's going on? We'll keep those headlines here in our state this morning. Welcome back, Bob. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. While we still don't have a motive, but prosecutors in Milwaukee opened up some of the files in the investigation into last October's murder of three-year-old Major Harris and his mother, Mallory Munzenberger. Now, that's a name you might recognize. This is that case from Alaska. The mom who was found shot later in Milwaukee. The files give some more insight into the search for her killer and his suicide ultimately the search for the little boy's body but the files don't offer details as to why they were killed investigators say the suspect in the case shaheem clark killed himself as police were closing in to arrest him We go to the political stage as Republican legislatures want to pass a constitutional amendment that would give the legislature and not the governor control over how federal funds are allocated. So the money's here. What to do with it? The issue has come forward following billions of dollars in stimulus funding that came to the states as part of that pandemic and infrastructure bills. State Representative Chuck Wickers, for example, says the governor's office shouldn't be the sole decision maker in that process. Never before. Have we seen such a, an inflow of federal funds uh, pour into our state? And right now, uh, the legislature uh, does not have any say into where it, uh, it goes. 
The GOP's proposal would instead give the legislature's Joint Finance Committee control over those funds. Republicans stripped a number of the powers from governor's office as they handed them to the JFC. This was just before Evers took control in 2019. Well, the hope is that this winter's construction will help open up Lake Altoona a little bit as we splash with headlines closer to our area. Crews started building a sand trap in the Eau Claire River. The idea is to dig a hole in the river and then collect sand that currently ends up in the lake. The hope there is to clean the sand trap every year, keep as much of it out of the lake as possible. Well, you can get the I Voted sticker soon. Eau Claire's clerk announced yesterday early voting for the February primary is now underway. So voters in Eau Claire, you will be able to once again take advantage of that drive through voting. It's a ballot that just has one race. This time it's for Eau Claire School Board as you'll be asked to choose three of the seven candidates who are running. And A, if you're in Milwaukee, then you probably know the bronze fonds. Visit Milwaukee yesterday said crews have removed the Fonza statue from the Riverwalk, though, and that's just for routine maintenance. Cleaning and fixing should take about a couple of weeks. Believe it or not, though, the Fonz has been on the Riverwalk since 2008. And our own, more of a Richie Cunningham kind of guy, Bob Bosold, back in the saddle again. We're <laughs> glad to have him on Wax 104.5. Yeah, I remember watching Happy Days. Alum from my college, actually, Henry Winkler is. Is same he really? School. Yeah. yeah, yeah, went to the same college I did. Well, that's good. Well, well I, I like to think I have the same effect when I walk into a room, too. Well, they're gonna, they've got your statue out in front here they're going to bring in for cleaning pretty soon. And put it really? Back out. I've yeah. seen some dogs sniffing around the bottom of that. I know what it's used for. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. There goes Morgan taking a look at our news here on Wax. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you, and don't forget it, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, right now we've got three degrees looking for a high today, about 10. And uh, while the popular water sport out in Hawaii obviously is surfing, and here right now it's ice fishing, but whatever it might be, there's a concern about the rules and regulations. And, Jill, what's the latest on that? Well, the farm groups like the American Farm Bureau Federation are happy that the U.S. Supreme Court has decided to hear a case that challenges the Environmental Protection Agency's jurisdiction of the waters of the USA rule under the Clean Waters Act. Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall said everyone's goal is to protect our natural resources, but farmers shouldn't need a team of lawyers to farm their land because of regulations that have gone too far. The Farm Bureau and other groups are hoping the EPA will slow down its plans to write a new Clean Waters Act until there are until there is more clarity on which waters actually fall under federal jurisdiction. Duval said the goal is simple: clean water and clear rules. There was talk earlier that uh, maybe in February the EPA would have uh, a new rule written. And, of course, that doesn't mean it goes into effect, but a new rule to talk about. Uh, they're thinking now that maybe that's slowing down a little bit. Hey, we've got markets to get to. It's a quarter to six here at Wax. For those who work in acres, 
not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to get to markets here as we're about 13 minutes before 6 o'clock at Wax. But a quick weather update brought to you by Mark Warren Motors. They're hiring a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Markward Motors offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Imply for that job, again, a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Apply in person or call MarquardtMotors.com. And today, kind of cold, high about 10. Tomorrow, a little colder than that, about 7, as we get about 10 below overnight. Then Friday, starting to warm up, get into the teens and in the 20s on the weekend, and maybe a little snow just to keep our attention and a reminder that it's still winter, but uh, nothing that should slow us down. Three degrees right now as we go to markets. And Jill, where are we going to start? We're going to start at Equity Altoona. Let's hear what Jim Lindsay has to say about his auction yesterday. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar to dollar thirty, with the top of dollar thirty-five fifty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar to a dollar twenty-five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty-two, with the top of a dollar twenty-seven. Choice Holstein steers, a dollar five to a dollar fourteen. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar four and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from sixty-six to seventy-two, with the top of seventy-five. Sixty percent of the cows sold from forty-five to sixty-five. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from forty-four and down. Organic market here on Tuesday. Top eighty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty to a dollar five. We did top at a dollar seven and a half. The bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from seventy-nine and down. Cull bulls sold from sixty-five to ninety, with a top of ninety-eight. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all did. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $160 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $270 per head. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the El Tuna Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, February 4th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to an upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. More markets. Let's get over to Equity at Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you, and welcome back. We're doing good. You know, uh, kind of a, well, today is 0202, 0222, right? Yep, 2222. That's what today is. Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, now, is this the day when, uh, Groundhog Day, is this the day when uh, Bob Bosold sees a shadow? Or? <laughs> right, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's not a topic of discussion in Hawaii. They didn't talk about Groundhog Day. They don't, oh, I would, they don't have to worry about it. Uh, I wonder, what do they, uh, I, uh, well, I'm sure they've got other uses, but uh, the snow removal equipment in, in our lot of states and snow removal, salt, all that stuff... They obviously don't have that expense in Hawaii, so what do they do with all that extra money? Well, they've got uh, well, they've got graders that uh, you know they've got to keep on hand just in case. Like on the Big Island, they've had volcanoes, so they've got a that have gone off. 
they got to grade the roads open again when all that lava is done flowing. So they they every once in a while, every every few hundred years, they need a road grader, but uh, not a whole lot. But they still move a lot of lot of dirt to build roads and things like that. So they've got heavy equipment over there, just not not snow plows per se, but a lot of uh, equipment that they use to uh, do their construction work. So they're busy. I was, and they can do it twelve months a year, which is a kind of a nice advantage that they've got as well so well we better get going on the markets here buddy what's going on in stratford this week all right bob we'll give the folks an update on that again i thank you and welcome back uh, and this is a summary from yesterday tuesday here at equity stratford well Tuesday we do sell organic market cows and on the market yesterday a stronger market on the organic cows this week good quality higher yielding organic cows yesterday selling from 95 to a dollar 14 and lower yielding organic cows from 77 to 90 the conventional market-type cows, uh, market on those this week so far, higher-yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were from 65 to 75. So the cows this week so far, your average cows are selling between 50 and 64. Those center planer cows, those are below the $50 money. Bull trade this week, uh, better quality bulls so far at 77 to 90, lighter bulls 75 and back. We'll have an update on the Fed cattle uh, market tomorrow. We sell most of our Fed cattle at Equity here on Wednesday. Uh, calf market very strong in the bull calves this week, and they're selling mostly from 85 to up to a top of 185. That was on Monday. Heifer calves, very limited demand again, $20 and below. Beef calves, very strong also, 150 up to 305. And we are at the top of the week here Wednesday. Um, Away this morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, shouldn't be any uh, obstacles to weather today. A little colder than yesterday, obviously. But anyway, we get started at 10 o'clock this morning with market auction. Market cows, fed cattle, as I mentioned, bulls, and goats also this morning, and baby calves. Auction probably around noon time start as part of the feeder sale today. We do have bred beef cows for that sale. We'll have auction today for you Holstein buyers. We do have a concern, some very fancy Holsteins. They're going to be short-termers, so we'll have beef cattle and Holsteins today for that feeder sale. Again, that'll be a noontime start. Bob, with that, I'll turn it back to you, and, uh, well, I was going to ask you, too, uh, the air here. Uh, what is gas in Hawaii? Gas right now is $4.49 a gallon. Oh, man. Yeah, it's high. I mean, Everything is expensive. Milk was uh, about $8 a gallon. So you're uh, or eight dollar, yeah, eight dollars a gallon, and boy, oh boy, it's yeah, it's uh, expensive over there. There's no question about it. But uh, you find ways that? around it. Eat fish. Eat fish is cheap. What about? Do they have lining kugels over there? No, I didn't find any lining kugels over there. Didn't see any. Well, but I mean, is beer uh, expensive I, or is it affordable? No, it's not bad. I mean, you go to a restaurant and a, a glass of beer is about six bucks, and a, you know, six seven dollars. So depends on where you are. But, uh, oh, man, well, anyway. You, you moderate a little bit. Hey, you have there a good go. day. Well, welcome back and enjoy the Wisconsin February Grumdog Day. We certainly will. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Synergy Cooperative bringing us the markets. Board of Trade yesterday was higher with dry weather in South America, moderated a little bit overnight. March corn down four cents at six thirty four. The wheat down four at seven eighty one. Oats up four at seven nineteen. Soybeans for March up a nickel at fifteen thirty four. Meal down a dollar a ton at four hundred thirty four dollars even. Country elevator prices at uh, Golden Plump today on our DTN screen. Corn is five seventy five. Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek all have the corn at five seventy six. Soybean price fourteen seventy five at Baldwin, Durand, and Elmwood, fourteen sixty five at Mondovi, fourteen fifty five at Fall Creek. 
Osseo, 586 on the corn, 1465 on the beans. Stevens Point, 1455 for their cash soybeans over at ADM. Elk Mound, 581 and 1461. Sparta, 589 on the corn, 1463 on the beans. Ellsworth, 563 and 1454. At uh, Doomer's Grain Service and Buck Country, corn today, 576. Beans, 1471. Wheat and Grain Service, Chippewa Falls, 580 on the corn, 1464 on the beans. Connersville, 580 and 1461. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville, corn, 607, $6. And Stanley, New Richmond at 594. And uh, that's the way the markets look this morning. Again, three degrees looking for a high about 10. And uh, Jill, I think, was betting that I wasn't going to make it, get through all the chores. But I did it. You did it. All right. And we'll be back tomorrow, I hope. Enjoy it. Wax 104.1.